And welcome to another episode of Commission Corner. We always got your back. Today on the show, man, we got my OG, one of the wisest men I ever talking to personally, for real, for real. Uh, a lot of y'all might know him around town, man. Introduce yourself, my boy. This is uh, Jihad Muhammad, aka Jihad the Artful Barber. Yes, sir. Former yes, owner sir. of the Artful Barber Studio in Dover, Delaware. Yes, sir. My guy, my guy, man. First <laughs> and foremost, man, how you been, man? It's been such a time. Uh, man, I've been pretty good, man. I'm pretty good. Um, you know, I, I moved the shop. I sold the shop and moved it to. Um, I turned me and my wife flipped my garage into. Yeah. Uh, into the barber shop, so you know I'm. I'm I'm home now. <laughs> Which is dope. If a lot of people ain't been there. It's dope in there, man. It's dope. Yeah, man. Well, first and foremost, before we move on, I ask everybody that come on my show this exact question. You ready? <laughs> you yeah, ready I'm ready. It? I'm ready. How's, how's the mental, man? How's the mental health? Uh, the mental health is pretty good, man. I'm be honest with you. It's something I've been working on this past year, and uh, you know, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good, you know. That's that's great to hear, man. I'm glad to hear you're good. Everybody's good. That's great. My second question for you, how's the family, man? The family is good. The family is uh, a work in progress. <laughs> right. Right. You that. know, that, that goes along with the mental health. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, when the, when, when the family ain't good, your mental health ain't good. When the family good, your mental health is fine. So Spoken <laughs> like a real man, man. So let's get straight into it real quick. What made you pick up Clippers in the first place? Uh, so I was kind of like the military would say I was kind of voluntold to okay. pick up some Clippers. <laughs> um, I, I heard that before. Uh, I you know I, I draw and I used to draw a lot when I was uh when I was a kid and uh, my first job my mom got me my first job as a sweeper boy when I was ten years old in the barber shop and I did that from. 10 to 14 and uh uh one of the barbers he saw one of my he saw my drawings and was like yo your shape ups look better than ours <laughs> you know on the drawings so he was like yo you know if you could do that with with a with a pencil you could do that with clippers and uh they convinced me to bring one of my friends in there and you know they was going to teach me how to cut him and you know I proceeded to destroy this cat so much that the owner of the shop had to, you know, take the clippers out of my hand and fix it. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I don't, I don't know. I guess it's just, you know, just being a kid and just being dumb. I wasn't discouraged by it. In fact, I was like, yo, I think I can keep doing this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, here, and here we are, you know, 25, 26 years later. Word. That's perfect. It jumps right into my next question. What made you want to keep going with it, though? Because, you know, some people, they do it. You was violent. Like you said, you was voluntold. So, like, was this something you just ended up catching a passion for? Or, like, you just really felt like, hey, I could really get good at this and really, really, really uh, make some noise and, uh, you know, become Jahide the Artful Barber of this, you know? So how, what was the process to that, that mental when you, like, oh, I'm going to keep going? So, um. I'm like one of them people that, you know, you tell me I can't do something or you, you got to prove them wrong, right? Yeah, I got to prove them wrong. But in this case, nobody told me I sucked. 
<laughs> so uh, it was, you know, they they encouraged me, so I encouraged myself. You know what I mean? I was like, you know what? If I just tweak this, tweak that, you know what right. I mean? And, and I keep watching, keep learning, then I could get really good at it. But um, at the time, I never had a passion to own a – so I wanted to own a barbershop. Okay. Because I, I grew up in the barbershop. I, I love the atmosphere. I love, you know, I, I didn't have a, a dad in the house with me. So, you know, those guys was like non-uncles, you know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, I, I enjoyed the, the brotherhood and the camaraderie there. And I knew I wanted to own a barbershop like Mr. Miller, the guy who owned the shop that I worked at. But I, I, I never wanted to own the barbershop from behind the chair. Like, I didn't want to cut in the barbershop that I own. Um, but I kept cutting hair only because it was just something fun to do. And it was like a bonding experience for me and my friends. Right. And I did that for years until, and, and I, I, I really didn't, I, I knew I didn't, I knew I didn't suck after a while. I knew I was, you know, pretty good, but I didn't think, I never thought I was shocked shop good like i can go in the shop and get money with it good i just thought you know my friends is too cheap to pay to pay a real barber so they would come to me and then um i think i might have been like 24 24 25 at the time where um my boy was like yo can you cut my brother's hair for prom and i was like hey dog stop playing you know, I'm I'm okay, but I ain't prom cut good. Right. And uh, he was like, "Nah, dog. Well, we been stop coming to you because you you jah. Like we come to you now because you like you, you good. You good, good." I'm like, "Okay." So, uh, long story short, uh, I did the haircut. I got a lot of love for the haircut, and he got a lot of love for the haircut, and then. Um, my job, uh, I worked Homeland Security, and my Homeland Security job, it ended. So I was just out. Like, I was just out. And I have no other way to make money. And all I knew at the time, the only job, the only real job I ever had in my life was the Army. And other than that, Clippers was the only thing I knew. You know what I mean? So I was like... Hey, even if you don't think you're that good, hey, you better call a couple of these barbershops and uh, ask for an apprenticeship and start getting good. You know what I'm saying? So, right. um, so I was fortunate enough to to have somebody take a chance on me on the apprenticeship. And through the course of, honest to God, man, I didn't have a passion for it. It was out of necessity that, like, I needed to, like, I needed to grind. I needed to get this money because I had a kid and I had bills to pay. You know what I'm saying? I had a kid to take care of. It wasn't until just, I, I think I fell in love with the learning process, with the the really like the grind of it, the the getting cussed out every now and then. Like, yo, you push my line back. You, you, yo, I, right. my fade is too high. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, I was too stupid to, to, say, yo, all right, I, I tried it and I'm done. Like, I just was like, yo, like, it ain't no other way. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm not, if I can't take care of my kid with this, 
I can't do nothing else. You know what I'm saying? So I think once I once I realized it wasn't no turning back, like that's what made me fall in love with it. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't have no other choice. So it was it was it was a hundred it was just a hundred percent of nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And through that I just like, yo, I just I just I, I'm obsessed with it now. Like I get up every single morning and I cannot wait to get some clippers in my hand. Like it's it's an addiction for me. It's not even like a job anymore. It's a real addiction for me. And that's dope that you even say that because I can connect to you a little bit with it. Not only not because we're in the same, you know, on the same level, because of course you've been doing this for years and I've been doing my podcasting for a year and a half almost too. But I understand that feeling of, oh, I'm actually good at this. Oh, now I'm about to put this work in. Now I'm doing it. People don't understand. I, I don't get a dime out of what I'm doing. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't get a dime mm-hmm. out of what I'm doing. I just want people, I just want to be on the airways. Maybe in the future it'll become to that, but that's not what I'm doing this for. I'm doing it for the fact that. I'm good at it, and I want to be better and better. So I just keep putting content out and out and out. So I understand. I understand everything you mean by that. And um, when I talk to people, they're like, "Oh, we talk to this person. See, if they want to do it. This person." I'm like, "Man, am I that good to talk to them?" They're like, "What? Yo, you're a people person, man. You could talk to mm-hmm. anybody." <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm like, "Hey, man, people put that confidence in. Once I got that instilled in me." And I heard it enough that yo, you got something going on. You got something great going, sir. You got like even even like Jahai, even like old heads and my step pops be putting putting on to my stuff. They're like, oh, young man, you got something good there, young man. Keep it going. You never know. It's just a good. It's a good feeling to hear, especially mm-hmm. when I create the content. I create the content. I act the people. I pe- the people on the show is people I act. Like I don't have nobody emailing people. Uh, like Jai, how'd I get you on my show? <laughs> you you text me, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I'm doing to people. Like I'm not emailing nobody. I'm not Hollywood. I'm not yo. My people get at your people because I don't have the leverage to do that right now. Mm-hmm. I'm literally mm-hmm. people, people I want to talk to. People I think the uh, the city would want to hear from, or just people in general want to hear from. I'm I'm contacting them people. So like I said, I dig that completely. Um. Let's get into um let's get into the next uh segment of the show. This is one of my favorite parts of the show, man. It's called Top Five, man. I love this part. Oh man, okay. You never, you never know what people are gonna say. <laughs> and I pissed a lot of people off with top five too. So uh Listen, okay. This this is gonna be interesting. I I like to hear this. So of course you understand the concept of top five. You pick your top five. I don't care what it is. It's yours. They got to live with it. I got to live with it. You got to live with it. So, therefore, <laughs> it doesn't even matter. So, I make you pick top five of anything, whether it's your top five pair of socks that you like to wear or your top five pair of sneakers you like to wear. It could be something as little as that, you know? So, let's get into it, bro. So, the first thing I want to know right now from the Afro Barber, man, what's the top five haircut you like to cut? Mmm. Um, I don't know if anybody asked you that one. I thought I was out the box a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you are. Because <laughs> uh, I don't really I don't really go past I, don't, I probably don't go past three of my favorites, but 
my favorite is. Give me three. I'll let I, I'll let you live with three. No, nah, I, nah, I, I rock out with the. I, I do the five. I do the five. All I'm right. a pooper. Um. All right. What's what's the highest favorite cut? What's number one? Number one is a low ball fade with a part and beard. Okay, that okay, is okay. my favorite. Uh, preferably like wavelength though. Like sometimes, right. some sometimes I could do the you know I like to do the curly top, but wavelength like a like a one and a half with one and a half two low ball fade with with a nice part. Like yeah, that's that's probably my favorite. Um, two, um, two is. High ball taper with a curly top. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and beard, and beard. I, I you know, the the beard bring it home. You know what I'm saying? Um, of course, of course. Especially if you if you have a beard too, it, it adds something to the cut, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, then the third one, the third one is, yo, you'd be surprised. The third one is honestly an all even. An all really? even with a taper and with a neck taper, and all even with a neck taper. Uh, okay. All evens are not as easy as people think they are. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> um, Whoever thinks it is is crazy. To be honest with you, a lot of people think like, you know, "I'm just giving him a that's quick crazy. all even to get him out of here." Nah, that's crazy. No. Not if, you love, evens, not, not if you love what you're doing, it's not easy. Yeah, because all evens, you really show all evens really show every technical, like every technical thing in barbering. Mm -hmm. Like to get an all even, sometimes you gotta blend some shit to make it look like it's even and it's not. Mm -hmm. Um and then every every part of the shape up shows you can't there's no hiding. Uh, uh, there's no hiding at all in the all even. You know what I'm saying? If something, right. if something is halfway off, everybody see it. You know what I'm saying? So I like, I like all evens. Um, I like, you know, every every now and then I like to, you know, really, really prove myself to cats. Uh, I know that's right. Okay. And then, mm. yeah, four. So we have four now. I like. Oh, yeah. So, give me, give me a uh, uh, mid light, but not like a shadow fade. Not light. I mean, not bald, but light and like light, but still dark enough to see a line. Give me a mid joint mm -hmm. with like a yeah, with like a like a like a nice curly top where like it's just low like it's just high enough to start curling like that mm -hmm. that length um and it take a lot of skill for that too that's not that's not as easy as people think it is um and then last uh, mm. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Here we go. Um, <laughs> I'm late for this part. <laughs> I'm gonna go with a high ball fade. Mm, okay, a high okay. ball fade that's dark, like a two, 
two and a half on top. Yeah. On top? Yeah. That looks smooth on some people, too, especially if you got that. You got to lay it down, though. You got to lay it down. They, they got to know how to take care of their hair with a high yeah, ball feed. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. and that dark on top. They got to know how to take care of their hair. If they don't know how to take, their, take care of their hair, they look trash in a couple of days. Yeah, they're going to mess it up. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that right there that that shows how technical how technically sounds a, a barber is too. With that, that. we, we yeah. gonna touch more on them haircuts after this next part. But I got I got I got I got two more scheduled for you. But I want to hear I want to hear both of them to be honest. Let me see. You might can get through both of them fast. Your next top five because you the first one I gave three top fives to only because I know you personally. So this is the stuff I want to know. <laughs> What's your top five Clippers? Top five Clippers. I am mostly an all and this guy. So, um, Clippers. Does that include trimmers too? Like shape up Clippers or just Clippers? Nah, Clippers in general. No matter shape up. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna go old school Andis Masters with the cord, not the cordless. Give me the cord. Okay. Um, that's my number one. Number two yeah, we is that barber talk, fellas. Everybody, listen up. <laughs> uh, give me the corded wall seniors. Um, the Sterlings, the silver Sterlings corded wall seniors. Mm-hmm. Give me the cordless uh black Andis trimmers. Mm-hmm. Um, the new joints. Ooh, uh, 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 the new skeleton clippers, uh, the cordless ones. Then give me, um, last one, the black babyless. Okay, the black babyless trimmers, black and gold babyless trimmers. Them joints, they hit straight out the box. That's um, why, that's what you you just gave me five. I think did you? you I think me- that was four. Oh, I think oh, that yeah, was four. Okay, okay, and. And my fifth one is uh, a cord, the cordless Andis Master. That's my that's my fifth one. See, I knew why. I know why. I'm trying to figure. I was like, why did I give him? Because of course, you know, I got to do my prep work. I got to put my questions down. I'm like, why did I give him three top fives? I kind of figured you would fly through that one. So that's perfect. That's cool. <laughs> Your last top five. This is gonna be nice. What's your top five combos you've been in at the barbershop? Because you know barbershop talk different from everybody else talk. Everybody. Oh my god, I don't even know if I could come up with a five. Uh, I try to stay away from politics because I don't know enough. Of course. Um, what's or, or let me let me rephrase the words. What's your top? What's your five favorite that you've talked about? Whether it's sports related, uh, neighborhood related, shop related, business related. What's your top five? What's your five? favorite conversations you've had with a client or your peers that's around you? Okay, I can actually fly with this one, fly by with this one. Um, So, as of the last year, what's really been uh, hitting home for me is uh, uh, men's role in relationships and marriage. Mm. A man's role in relationship and marriage. <laughs> so, that's been that's been the hot topic as of this past year. Um. So that's one. Uh, two is um, sports, football, basketball, don't matter. Always. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, three is uh, business, new okay. business ideas, business plans. I could talk business and money all day long. Of course. Um, so that's three. <laughs> Number four is um, you'd be surprised. You ain't supposed to stay. You ain't supposed to talk about this in the uh, in the in the barbershop, like politics and religion. You're supposed to stay away from. But right. I actually don't mind religion. I like learning. Um, I do. I do too. Um, and number five, I think this is five. Um, yep. mm, number five, uh, family. Yeah, okay, family. That's dope. I like that. I like family. that. Yeah, that's a solid list. list right there. I like that. I like that. All right, perfect, mm-hmm. perfect, great. Appreciate you participating in that. Let's touch quickly back on the haircut. So, for all y'all who don't know, who don't know, which is probably a lot, a lot of everybody. Uh, I used to be one of your highest clients. We didn't part ways or nothing because of anything nobody did. Scheduling just got <laughs> conflicted. <laughs> Scheduling just got really conflicted because, um, of course, my man's been in the game as long as he has, you know. He has. He, he was doing certain times that my job wouldn't allow me to get <laughs> You feel me? Which is, which is always gratitude. Salute to you that you got to that point in your life where it's like, bro, I'm not cutting night this time. I'm not cutting past... That's always the goal is to get to the point where you don't have to do it as much. It's always mm-hmm. the goal. So um, I was talking. So let me tell you a crazy story, man. Um, <laughs> I got a cut, right? And this is probably, I want to say, maybe two months after I was stopped going to you, right? And I'm in the mirror looking at the cut, and I'm just looking. And I'm like, because mind you, we, me and me and Jahai, we always, when we, I was in the chair, we always had great conversations. He always told me what he was doing, how he was doing it, what he had to do. You got what I'm saying? That's one thing I appreciate about you. So everything was always so technical with me when it came to cuts. And a guy did something. I can't remember exactly what it was. And I pointed it out to him so quickly. <laughs> and he was like, man, stuff like that, only barbers realize. I'm like, for one, you get people for their money. I ain't going to go nobody, but you get people for their money. Because <laughs> you try to get me. <laughs> and I said, for two, I said, yeah, man, you know, the guy I used to go to, you know, he just always kept everything on point. He showed me what was supposed to be what. So that's always been my standard. So I just want to salute you for sure, because no matter who I get a haircut, I always refer to the haircuts from you. It's like okay, if it's not looking like that or eat close to it, at least I don't want it. So that's why I said, that. like, like this is so serious. Like I cannot make this up. <laughs> so um, that was that was great, man. That was just a great. I just had to tag on to that. I just wanted to get to your top five before I tagged on to that. But, hey man, um, well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Man, so man, hold on, really my, quick, my, really quick. My schedule, getting, my schedule getting a little better, man. I might gotta come through. <laughs> hey, look. Well, you know, you know, you always welcome. You know what I'm saying? Your cuts be making me look like a million bucks anyway. So, <laughs> you know. But um, really quick though, like, go ahead. Yeah, I always appreciate, and this is where I kind of like, you know, I kind of pat myself on the back. Like, I appreciate when somebody can't come to me, so they. Even after, you know, a barber that left my shop, you know, they go to them because they trust them because they trusted me. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
that's a sign that I did something right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I've trained other barbers to be good, to be just as good, if not better than me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, so the I, fact that you trust me that. enough to go to this person because they were even in the vicinity of me, uh, you know, that's something I always took pride in. You know what I mean? But go ahead. I mean, I mean <laughs> for me, like I said, with the, uh, tagging on to that even more, it was just like at the time, because uh, I, for people, a lot of people don't know, I had hair for probably like 10 years. So when I got barber, so I never knew what a real barber, I was doing my own little lineups because I had braids, you know, wasn't never going to barber stop. But once I got my hair cut, I was always bouncing around. And then I got so tired of like going to shops and like sometimes my appointment at one, but I'm not getting a chair till like four o'clock. Yes, it was times like that. So then, and then once I got to other shops, I was tired of getting a, my cut was crispy this week, but next one it was regular. One thing I can say about this man to the world, I don't care what nobody said, this is the most consistent barber <laughs> I've been around. He never, listen, my cut was exactly the same every single time he cut me. You don't understand how important that is to me. Not, like, people are held to the fire now because of that. So it's your fault. So, well, blame him. <laughs> Every time you cut me, it was exactly the same. And I, listen, family, friends, everybody can tell you, I completely appreciate it. I'm like, man, my cut. And like, man, you cut always. I'm like, oh, yeah, man, check out my boy, Arthur Studio. You know what I mean? Now he in his own shop, doing his own thing. You know, well, it was your shop. Now you're in your own spot. <laughs> let, me, let me rephrase the words. But, yeah, man, but for sure. But we appreciate all that. So let's go ahead and keep it chugging. So, how was it, you know, you said you, owning your own shop was something you really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So, you, you accomplished it. How was it? Like, how, what was the first initial feeling? Because, you know, so, after a while, once so, it wears off and the bills start coming, it's like, oh, man. <laughs> so, I'm going to tell you, man. Um, mm, I might ruffle some feathers here. But I really like I really need people to know this. This is very, very, very important, man. Um when I first opened the shop, I was on cloud nine, man. Like mm -hmm. it was like, yeah, like yo, I, I did it. Yeah, I finally did it. Mm -hmm. And that probably lasted a year mm. maybe a year it, it might have been less than that but maybe a year okay before i was thinking to myself what did i get into yo this shit is harder than i ever expected mm. and it wasn't no it wasn't the bills it was it wasn't the bills it was um people management like mm. i i was spoiled i didn't realize how spoiled i was um the shops that i even the shop that i grew up in and that i you know used to sweep hair in mm -hmm. these were all grown men with kids and responsibilities everybody mm -hmm. showed up everybody rocked out Every you know, like it was like a family in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and everybody looked out for each other. You know, if this if if this barber came was supposed to be here at, at eight, he was there at eight. 
and there was a line waiting for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and everybody knew you could count on this person. Um, and everybody paid chair rent all the time. Like it was almost like they was happy to pay booth rent and come back next week. Like right. it was like a thing, like, yo, who could pay their booth their booth rent off first? You know what I'm saying? Because that meant that meant you was getting money, you know. And um, point, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, like if you could pay your booth rent off by by Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you was in the game. The rest of it was just, you know, icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. Um, and then every shop that I worked at was like that. You know what I'm saying? And and every barber was there for business. Like, yeah, we got along. But we, you know, we came there with a purpose. Everybody, we was all grown ass men with responsibilities and, and and stuff to take care of. So, you know, like we was there for, we was there for, you know, we was there to work, and right. we all loved the craft. And then when I when I opened my shop, I had, you know, I had keys, um, and and. You know, Keys was like, you know, my men, you know, my mentee at the time. I was mentoring her. I was building her up and, you know, showing her tricks of the trade and whether it was cutting hair or just, you know, business and life, period. You know what I mean? Um and then, you know, you hire other people where it's like, yo, cats don't want to come to work. You know, they don't want to pay booth rent. It's you know, you gotta chase these cats down to pay booth rent, and you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta keep the shop clean, and you know, it's just the environment outside. You gotta, you know, you gotta, you're trying to set your, set the tone and environment for in the shop because that that means a lot to people. Like when people come into the shop, you want to make them feel like they're home and that they're at peace and that. You know, this is like their getaway for a little bit before they actually got to go back into the world. And, of course, you know where I was at wasn't in the best area. It wasn't in the safest spot at times. So that was, you know, to sum it all up, that was was a lot of stuff that hit me. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, having to fire barbers, having to chase barbers down, having barbers, you know, talk to you like you working for them niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, bro, I honestly, man, shutting that shop down was the best thing I could have ever done, man. And, huh? I saved your mental. (laughs) Bro, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it almost took me out. I almost retired. I almost retired. Like, I almost went and got a, like I actually got a, I actually got a, 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 a application from Amtrak. I mean, I, I was like, I went online and did an application for Amtrak. Like, I was done. I was done with it. It, it took me out. It almost took me out. Um, but you know, just I took a couple weeks off, and and just prayed and mm-hmm. just you know did a whole lot of soul searching. And I got back to it, you know what I mean. But yeah, man, it, it it was rough. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm glad that I accomplished that. I'm glad I was able to, you know, to uh to maintain a barbershop, a successful barbershop. I don't look at it as a failure, by the way. Um, it's just I, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I got that experience. I'm glad that 
if I'm honest, there were more good times than bad, but the bad was bad. You know what I mean? And right. um, I get it. I'm 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 really, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm glad I did it, but I'm also glad that I closed that chapter too. I feel you, man. That's I don't think it's anything we add to that. That I explained everything perfectly. We gonna do that right <laughs> <first> that. <laughs> so, yeah. um. Another question before we move on to our next segment, man. Um, what's the meaning behind Artful Barber? Like, what was, is that just a creative name you made? Or, like, I know, I think I kind of got the hint because you said you like to draw, but, like, is there a meaning behind the nickname or is it just something you thought of? Um, yes and no. So the, the original name was Upper Echelon Salon. That was the, that was the original name of the shop. Okay. And, but my, uh, my Instagram name was Jihad the Artful Barber. And I had that name for like maybe four years before uh, I opened up the shop. And the way people found me to even come to the shop before I actually named it and took it over um, was my Instagram, Jihad the Artful Barber. So when I'm getting ready I'm leaving the shop. Keys is there with a couple people or whatever. And I'm getting ready to leave to go to go, you know, have, have all my paperwork, turning all my paperwork with the wow. name upper echelon salon on it. Um, it was a couple Wesley kids that was like, yo, nah, nah, that's dumb. Don't call it that. We come here because you're the awful barber. Like, Right. Call it the Artful Barber Studio or the Artful Barber Shop or something. Right. <laughs> and literally on the way to the place, I was like, that's it. You love the first thing, guys. Hey, that's all right. We're going to get him. We'll be right back. And welcome back. I told y'all we'd be right back, man. Technical difficulties. We ain't worried about it, though. Um, You was talking about, um, you said you was at the shop. You was leaving the Wesley kids. I told you don't call it the the name you going to call it. Call it the Arthur Barber Shop. That's where you left off at. Yeah, so... uh. But you know what? I forgot if you was asking me how I came up with the name The Artful Barber or the, how I came up with the name of the shop. I asked about The Artful Barber, but I'm intrigued, so I want to hear the story. <laughs> <laughs> so, because honestly, the only reason why I came, it, it, I wish I could give you some big grand story on how I came up with The Artful Barber, but it's nothing. It's, it's no big story behind it. I, mean, I built my, I made my Instagram page at like 3 in the morning. I couldn't sleep. And I was like, the artful barber sound dope. <laughs> so that's it. Like, you know, you know, I was like, you know, let me come up with some creative name or whatever. And I know, you know, the artful Dodger, you know, you ever heard of that? Uh, yeah. yeah, I was like, the artful barber sound dope. F it. All right. Jihad, the artful barber it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, that's how I came up with the name. I get it. Sometimes you, you come up quickly with the, with the my Everybody, I have people who always ask uh, where I come up with the name of the podcast. So um, the podcast name and the slogan all goes together. So literally, 
the podcast was given to me. Um, so I helped run a flag football league, uh, which means you talked about plenty of you. The league mm-hmm. I always told you I played in, I helped run it mm-hmm. now. Crazy, okay, right? okay, yeah, word, right? Where I helped run it now. So the commissioner gave me the podcast to talk about the league, mm. and I'm the co commissioner. So whatever he says, I back him up. So essentially, what we both thought about is, Commissioner, I got your back. Oh, I'm always in your corner. So that oh. led to, that led to Commissioner Corner. Okay. Which is about the podcast, and then my slogan, which I made up, Welcome to Commissioner Corner, where we always got your back. It all tied together. So, <laughs> so okay, it, okay. It was, a lot of, it was just a lot of creativity, you know that. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, that's always the explanation I give to the guys. Like, man, listen, I got whatever the commission says I got. But it just became broader because I didn't just want to do flag football players. I wanted to do all football players at first. Then I wanted to do all athletes. Now I want to do everybody. I don't want to just – I didn't want to be tied in. Um, okay, okay. Tied into one subject. I wanted to be that podcast. Um, I wanted to be a podcast like everybody else, talk to whoever I want to. But I wanted to put my own – stamp on it, which I feel like I've done because I probably got 30 plus episodes, and I promise you all 30 of them have said the same thing. They had the time of their life on there. And okay. that's all I want to hear, you know, so <laughs> that's my little story behind Commissioner Corner. So, we're going to move to the next segment of the show. These, these, these parts are funny, man. This is the best part. I'm so glad I added this part to my show, man. <laughs> um, it's called Remember the Time. You know what's crazy, Jahai? I renamed this segment, and I can't remember what I renamed it. I got to go listen to my episode like two episodes ago because I renamed it on that show and my last podcast I just dropped today, by the way, everybody. Uh, which is, <laughs> I dropped it today. Um, her name's Liv, man. Jahai, she's a tech person. She's going to be doing my recording and stuff. I can't wait. We're about to do some work together. Okay. So, so this corner is going to be visual. I think that's the next step is I need to get visual. People love okay. what they're hearing, but now people want to see it. She's my tech person. She's amazing. I had to get her on the show before she uh, joined the team. So, yeah. Um, I was rambling. I forgot. Oh, I named, I named, I named, I, I do that a lot, man. I named this game something different. I can't remember what it is. So, we're going to stick with Remember the Time. And I'm going to have to write down the name that I, because I rethought of it because this game and another game that we play later sounds just alike. Um, so, Remember the Time, man. So, you in the gym or you about to go cut hair. Whatever you're doing, you starting your day, baby. What's that first jam you putting on? To set mm-hmm. your day off right. Uh, I'm talking that song probably got the most plays on your phone or the most plays in your car or the most plays. That song got the most plays because every time you you could be mad, sad, happy, you don't care. You see that song, it's great. Wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I listened so uh wow. That is a wild question. Um yeah, I've got some wild answers too. <laughs> I don't know. You know, because I don't wake up listening to music. Um that's why it's that's why it's thoughtful, especially with your career path, your music doesn't, I mean, you can't listen to it, but it's not something that you have to, you know, do. So, so I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. This makes, this is more applicable to me. So okay. before, before I, uh, before I started working from home, 
my road, so the what I used to like to listen to on the way to the shop, Malcolm, be totally honest with you. I listen to straight up R&B. It's the complete opposite of each other. I listen to R&B music or I listen to niggas selling drugs. Like, <laughs> I listen to Pusha T, ZZ. If you selling if you selling drugs, I'm listening. I'm listening. You know what I'm saying? Or, 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 you know, like, I, uh, I like Gibeon. I like, um, that's, yeah, he's good. I, I like, like uh, uh, Lucky Day. I love, uh, I like Rose James. I like, of course, you know, her. Um, what's, what's my girl? Uh, her, SZA, you know, or, you know, I just go straight, you know, 2000s, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I listen to that type stuff. But, hmm? That's, that's, per- so you can't never go wrong. 90s to 2000s, anything. You can't go wrong. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking, people don't realize, R&B, hip-hop, pop, 90s to 2000s, you can't go wrong with anything at that time. No. Music no. was amazing then, like literally. Yeah. Not saying it's yeah. not now, but then I'm talking, pop had its runs, hip-hop had its runs, R&B mm-hmm. had its runs. It was mm-hmm. just amazing. It was amazing for music. Um, So perfect, perfect. I'm glad you said that. So, die, man. You ever felt like you was in danger? Oh shit! Oh, uh, uh, hell yeah, hell right, yeah! Perfect. Like, I'm glad because right now you're in danger. Somebody rings your doorbell, knocks on your door. They answer the door. <laughs> this man pulls a gun out and puts it to your head. He needs you to recite four lines from one song. It needs to be word for word. What song is it? Oh, uh, probably, probably juicy. By Biggie. Can we hear Probably you? Juicy by Biggie. Um uh, uh uh What a Thug About by Beanie Siegel. Uh Darn Near Anything from Jadakiss. Yeah. I knew that's why we was Jadakiss, he's in my top five, but I tell everybody that. Oh yeah, he's um, in mine. He's in my top five favorite. Or 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 anything from Jay. Like, I and mean, when I say anything, I'm talking about the, his first maybe five, six, his first like five albums. Okay. I can I can go. Yeah. So, I need you to pick a song, and I need four lines. Whatever <laughs> song you want. Uh, four lines. Okay. We, we, um, we need, to, we need to know. We need to know what you tell us is true. Okay, me, I'm, 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 I gotta, I gotta figure out which one. I, my mental Rolodex is is very extensive. Uh, mm. And then I gotta think about your audience because I can't have too much cussing in there. I don't know about your audience. Hey, um, listen, it's been a lot of younger guys doing a lot of. That. <laughs> All right, uh, let me see. Um, okay, uh, Beanie Siegel, rap gorilla. I'm out for the Skrilla. Face it, it ain't no replacement for this killer. Keep, keep your hands where I can see them. Don't make me nervous. This four poor auto mag, you don't deserve this. Your kids neither. Don't make me make you a believer. I don't do a lot of talking. I speak with the heater. Uh-huh. Mm. Oh, I might die. <laughs> nah, nah, you good. You did move the four. You good, you good. He walked away from you. You good. He left your house. He left your house. He left your house. Perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> 
I appreciate that. That that's nice right there. So let's uh, ask a couple more questions that we'll play our last game. The next question, man. Um, I'm sorry. Looking through my notes. I'm sorry. Uh, how is the uh? Well, first of all, is it uh, is your shop still called the Artful Shop? Just because you, even though you're by yourself, or did you rename it? Um. Or is it just come to Jihad? The Artful Barber. You know what? <laughs> yeah, just come, just come to Jihad. So my license, I still have my business and barber's license. Um, and the business license, even though it changed to my address, still says the Awful Barber Studio. So, uh, on paper, paperwork, it still says, you know, I guess I'm still Awful Barber Studio, but, uh, you know, come to the crib. Come on the crib, man. So, now that you said that, how is it working from home, bruh? So, so... I overall, overall, I I love it. Um, you know, I get a chance to be around my kids. There's a whole big story behind this, but we ain't got all day. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I love being around my kids. I love have you know, I love my kids having access to me. Um, my wife is dealing with some some mental, I mean, not mental, some some health stuff, so she couldn't she couldn't work anymore. So I get to spend some time you know with her and. You know, and just chill with her if she needs me. You know, um, you know, a lot of times being, uh, being a, a good husband anyway. You know, it takes a lot of service. So, you know, I get a chance to do that. But uh, here's here's some cons. Uh, the cons is the cons are I don't get like that unwind time, that downtime, like when you leaving the job to you know kind of relax and get you know get your get your, your brain back together before you you know before you get back into the house you know um uh-huh. I don't I don't get that time um uh I don't because I'm home and it's not like the shop is soundproof you know what I'm saying I can't really a lot of times I can't really speak as freely as I would like okay. um that you know true, so that talk you want to yeah and I can't um. Well, I I can't to I I can, but not to a, you know only to a certain extent. Um. So yeah, that's but overall, overall, it's it's, it's cool. Overall, I, I like it. Um. You know, I'm not on Lockerman Street no more. You know what I'm saying? Hey, no, so you know. you know. Hey man, I I salute you for that. And one of the last things I want the world to kind of understand is. You had a you had a you had a slight sports career, right? Yes, slight. <laughs> a slight sports career, you know. Um, first and foremost, this is one of my favorite guys to talk sports with, man. We it just everything makes too much sense when we talk, man, for real. Um, yeah, you know, so um, Steelers fan, Boston mm-hmm. Celtics fan. You know, I know my guy. I know my guy. He he, he like <laughs> that's why just Celtics are balling, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, and your Falcons just signed old behind Calais Campbell, but you know. know. <laughs> so at this point, you know, I don't know what's going on. I mean, we got a uh, we got a couple good signers, but we got a couple I don't know signers. But hey, I'm not in the front office. <laughs> as long as long as Marcus Mariota's not there, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Because uh, before we get to your sports career, let me just tell you, I went to a game. My first Falcon game ever. I went to uh, the Commanders and the Falcons game. I watched that devastated loss. Mm. 
my soul. <laughs> it took my soul. Like to be on the four yard line with Patrick Pat Patrick Peter Patrick Patterson. I'm sorry, that's Patrick. Cordell Patterson, my bad. And mm-hmm. Tyler Iger in the backfield. They was unstoppable that game. <laughs> For them to throw the ball off some Seahawks 2000 whatever shit was just Unreasonable, man. I, I I haven't forgiven him for that. I haven't forgiven. I haven't forgiven Mariota for it. I haven't forgiven Arthur Smith for it. I ain't forgiven Terry for it. I ain't forgave Arthur for it. I ain't forgave. I ain't forgave the receiver he threw it to. I don't know. Remember who he threw it to? It don't matter because it went to the risk. And when I say, when you go to a home stadium or somebody else and you're wearing the other jersey and you lose, they make it their priority to rip your soul out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm walking, like, Jihad, I'm leaving. The guy said, hey, Vic Jersey. That's a nice jersey. I said, thank you. I bet you wish you still had them. It was it was just so terrible, man. Like, that, that was even the worst part. That was, that, was, that was the best one I got. <laughs> that was the best one I got, you know. Um, so it was definitely depressing, man. It was just depressing watching us this year. Man, Marcus Mariota, he's a great QB. He's just not a QB one anymore, man. I'm sorry, uh, but we, I, um, I can't talk about my Falcons because it makes me emotional. <laughs> it like, it like, nah, bro. Like, it really makes me emotional because, bro, what's going on? <laughs> So yeah, man. But you said slight sports career. What you do, and just give us a little background. It don't gotta be too much. Uh, so, uh, I I played football. Uh, played football, boxing, track. I did uh, I, I did baseball too. Um, basketball. Um, I on and off. Got, I, I actually just got into boxing. Recently, because I wanted to do the workouts to lose weight, and I wanted mm-hmm. just to, just to throw that out there. I love boxing. I love it. Um, I box from eight to twenty-three. Um, wait, uh, Paul, but, before you go, before you go anywhere, Garcia or Tank? Oh, uh, if I gotta put money on it, I'm putting money on Tank. But I, I yo, I believe in Garcia. I think Garcia could pull it off. Listen, I watched a couple of his fights because I didn't know too much about him. I saw him. I saw his wins, like it's highlight clips. But I watched the fights. That kid's good. <laughs> that kid's yeah, good. man. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, but Tank, man, make sure that chin is ready. He has to, because that's what he's going for. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but yeah, go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. So quick. <laughs> so, uh, but my passion was always uh, football. I don't know what it was about. And I'm going to tell you, uh, I ain't going to say always. That's a lie. Um, I, all, because of my uh, – so so my dad and my brother, I come from a, a basketball family. Um, and my dad and my brother and my uncles and cousins, they all play basketball. They were all pretty good in their own right. Um, so I wanted to play basketball, but I think I got discouraged because all those guys were good, especially my brother and my dad. But it just, and I, I didn't play like them, so you know they would, they would tease me all the time because they were they're shooters. I'm not shooter. I'm not a shooter. Right. Um, and uh, I kind of got discouraged. So football 
I'm built more of like a football player. You know what I'm saying? So I started playing football and I really didn't love it until like seventh grade. Uh, seventh grade is when like the football bug just hit me and it's never left. Um, Malcolm, I see, eat, breathe, sleep football. Like I'm, I'm telling you, like I see football. Um, so uh, I played football uh, from fourth to I played football from Hold on, Malcolm, real quick. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, so I played football from fourth to sixth grade. I had a heart condition, so I couldn't play seventh grade. And then I played again in eighth grade all the way through high school and um, uh, one year junior college. Uh, and I did that while I was in the Army and got called up to Iraq, and that was the end of my football career. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and that was it, man. Um, so, well, hold on. I played two years. I played two years of semi-pro. I did play two years of semi-pro. Um, and what's crazy is what ended my career, I was having probably the best, the best, ha- best first half of my life <laughs> and my foot got stuck in the turf we was playing on turf the commissioner never told us that um oh, it was turf. turf so we everybody brought regular cleats mm. and you know me being me i'm like nah man i'm gonna go out here and play anyway what's the difference no nah, it was a big difference and my foot got stuck in the turf and all 220 pounds of me at the time was running full speed and my foot got stuck. So everything moved forward and my Achilles popped and that was it. That was the official wrap for my career. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that's, that's my athletic career in a nutshell. <laughs> I played, I played semi-pro two years, one and a half year. First year I played full season, got concussion towards the end of the season. I was having a I was having a nice year too. Um I was slot. Um I was averaging a touchdown a game, literally. Um I had you know, pretty solid. Uh for me not being a man because the main receiver was our main receiver was big time. Like he had he got he got a touchdown or two every game easily. Um, wow. and then our, our second look was our tight end. Um our second look was our tight end. Our third look was the tight the tight end and the other slot receiver. Was brothers, so you know how that goes. Uh, and their dad was the coach, of course, in the semi-pro. So imagine going against two brothers and their dad. So you know they're going to start him. But when I got in, when I got in for the other brother that was a slot, when he got tired because he played defense too, I will always score. So coach was like, "Yo, I gotta get this kid out." I'm talking. This is 19 year old Malcolm. Probably, maybe I'm pretty sure I was maybe a. I'm like two now. I'm like two ninety. I was probably like two twenty and uh, moving. I was fast. You two ninety right now? I'm two ninety right now, man. Whoa! Look, look, look. We both looking like we both looking like a light skin and dark skin biscuit right now. We both we both on the husky right now. I am husky <laughs> right now. I, that's, that's, I've been back in the gym lately as of the past two months, and I am. I just mm. want to lose some of it. I don't want to lose all of it, but I'm, I want to lose some of it. I'm more like you. It's finally popping out my belly, but I've always been like a solid guy. 
Mm-hmm. But it's fine. It's now the weight's popping in the belly part too, like a lot. So that's, <laughs> that's why um, I started taking on the boxing. Just I know I know it's a good way to trim weight, and I've always wanted to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, I um one game we playing a top seeded team. I'm cooking. I'm cooking their they best corner at slide. Mm. Cooking, cooking them, cooking them. He was a hard hitter and he could cover. So literally, I remember this play like it was yesterday. They say, "Hey, I catch the ball," but the guy he jumped the route, but he didn't get the ball. He he jumped the route to hit me, pretty much. He didn't jump the route to catch. You know how some people jump the route to catch uh-huh. the ball. Uh-huh. No, he yep. jumped the route to hit me. So wow. he hit me. I'm talking full blown. Oh, here's boom. He hit he he hit me with a helmet first. He's on the ground and I'm still standing. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mind you, it's a touchdown. I'm cool with it. Everybody's like, yeah, good stuff, Mike. You run that nigga over out. I'm like, yeah, I'm looking. Everything's moving. Mm. It's it's just wavy. So the rep car the 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 quarterback called the play. We had hand signals. By the time the play ran and he caught hype, I'm still looking at him. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, my, this is my second concussion because I got a concussion in high school uh, from fighting. Um, so, like, but that, that, it wasn't as bad as this one. And so wow. it was halftime, and the coach had me over there, and I got my helmet off. And I'm still giving him this, like, days. He said, Johns. I said, yo, he said, you're done. <laughs> like, he, it wasn't even no other explanation because everybody already knew what it was. They saw how hard it, it was a big, it was a big hit. And people was like, oh, you ran him over? I'm like, nah, that, that nigga hit me. I just stood my ground. He hit me. I didn't mm. hit him. <laughs> and uh, I, got, I just got nervous after that. And I just said, it's over. I play flag now, of course, but it's a less, 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 um, uh-huh. That's gonna get concussion. Then less contact. You know, um, way more money into it if you really, if you, if you really win and play. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but my my semi pro career ended quickly. And <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I went back the next year, and the highlight. I'm talking two weeks before the first game. I'm like, man, I don't want to play no more. Wow. I didn't. I didn't look at hits the same no more. Mm. <laughs> because because of that hit, because I didn't see that hit coming. Because I literally and and Jahai, I ran a, I ran a stop, I ran a curl. So Ooh. I caught the ball and turned around into a hit. Ooh. So just imagine me going and then so since they saw what I could do last year, this past that next year they want to send me through the middle a lot. Hell no, y'all got me crazy. Y'all don't pay me for this. <laughs> <laughs> y'all pay me for this. I'm not taking no hits, man. What, uh, what is wrong with you? I'm not Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> So yeah, but um, that was a short ended career right there, man. Um, our last segment before we get out of here is called "Rock the Mic, Rock, Rock the Mic." No, you're not rapping. So, <laughs> that's everybody's first thing. Oh, I'm rapping. No, you're not rapping. So <laughs> yeah, rock thank the mic. You. This this segment is when you become the interviewer and I become the interviewee. You get five questions to ask me. People Ooh. think it's easy being on this side of the turf, but it's not. It not. So I give I give everybody a chance to be me. So the floor is yours. You got five. You got five questions. Five questions. The very Any first question I'm going to ask you is why? Right here, right now, today. What is your why? As of for my podcast. No, for your life. Actually, you know what we're going. Your your first one. 
is wife, your life, wife, your kids. Okay, kids. that's that's your why. That's why you. Uh, that's, that's why, why you do what you do. Okay. Now, second question is your podcast. Why do you continue to to do your podcast? Um, I found another. I I know football is not going to be with me forever. That's probably football is literally my first love. I've cried over this game. I've lost. I I can remember uh, I was in high school. Um, we wasn't the we wasn't the richest people. Um, I had a summer camp I had to go to. To hide if you didn't go to the summer camp, you wasn't gonna start. It was that Ooh. simple. It was a camp we had to go through. It was through Cheney. I was at Dover High School. I never forget it. Cheney ran a group. This when Cheney was a was a lot of booming. Um, if you did not go there, you're gonna be behind the eight ball because they were gonna cover so much stuff. You we was going for a week, and they were gonna cover so much stuff. At Cheney University, that one? No, I was at Dover High, but we was going to Cheney to do our camp. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, we was going to Cheney. Um, I was going. No, I, I never got. I never got a college scholarship. I got hurt. I I, I got a bad ankle sprain at the end of my football career in high school. Like it, it took me out. I almost broke my ankle. That's how bad it was. Okay. But um, like I said, football was my first love. It was two hundred dollars, but my mom didn't get paid for another two weeks. It was her last two hundred dollars, and she was gonna give it to me to go to the trip. But it was no food in the house. We had no food stamps, no money, no nothing. I have a little brother and a little sister. This is how I knew one. This is how I knew I was gonna be a different guy. So I, I told my mom, "Keep the money." I forgot a way to start. I said, "I'm not gonna." She was like, "No, I'm not gonna want you to go." I said, "Mom, I'm not gonna let." It wasn't even about my mom. I said, "I'm not gonna let my brother and sister go without eating." And I'm going to a. I'm going to a camp where I'm gonna eat every day. It wouldn't feel right. Gave it mm-hmm. to her, look, look her straight in her face like a man said it. The hide I went in the rooms later that night, I cried like a baby. Wow. Because I knew it was no way I was gonna start. They told me to my face. If you don't, they told us and, and I and I didn't start. I ended up playing JV. I got in trouble. I was I was I was second string linebacker. Then I got in trouble in some street stuff and got bumped down to JV in junior in junior my junior year. Wow. I had a hell of a season, but I was on JV. <laughs> I, I had a hell of a season. So, yeah, but um, in a nutshell, I'm not going to play football forever. That's my first love. So I found something else that I really love as much as I love football. And I think that's why I do it because the passion, I don't care for money. I don't care for none of that stuff. This is what I want to do. And this is what I love to do. And I studied it. If you listen to my episode from, my first episode to my la- very next, my very last one I just dropped today. It's a complete difference. So I love okay. it. I want people to hear what I got to say. I want to hear what people got to say. Okay. Yeah. So that is what? Two? That's two that's questions we had? Yep, that's two. Three. Third question. What is. Hmm. I had it on my head, though. So. <laughs> um, it's gonna get tough. Okay, so, so what is your big? What What is your? Uh, what's the What's the funnest thing you like to? You like to talk about? You know what's the funniest thing I like to talk about? It gets so tricky, and we didn't even get to do it today. We might gotta do it real quick at the end, but it's gonna. It might add an extra fifteen minutes or so. The top, <laughs> the top five, the rappers. I did that like three times already, and and it's spicy every time. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, that's uh, I, I did it like three or four times. I got three or four different top fives. <laughs> like literally, like literally, like literally, and that's one of my favorite subjects. And the other, one of my other favorite things I like to talk about is I like to hear why people do what they do. So when you ask me, when you ask me, um, was like some of my favorite topics to talk about in the shop, that was going to be one of them, but I only have five, but yeah, I, <laughs> I love hearing about people's why's. That's why I asked you the first two questions of why, because you can get a whole hour conversation with a stranger just by asking them why. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Now go ahead. Go ahead. You wasn't finished. Oh, what part was I? I forgot. See, look, look, look. That's a podcast. <laughs> my mind all over the place. Um, that's it for now because I can't remember where I was at. <laughs> okay. Third question. No, fourth question. Fourth mm-hmm. question fourth. is, um, how how long do you feel like you are uh, comfortable doing this? Do you feel like you are you are at a place now where you're you're you got a pretty good handle on this, or do you feel like you're still in a state of learning? I am not comfortable because it's always room for growth. Okay. I just, I hope, my biggest hope is, I hope somebody hears this and wants to reach out, whether you're, whether you're famous or not, that's not the deal. Anybody, even if people that's got their podcast, they don't got to be famous. They're local podcasts like me. They reach out, hey, young brother, I see you doing this, but do this and try to innovate, try to put advice. I'm always, I'm, and I've always been that way. I'm a teacher, but I'm a preschool teacher. So I've always been the type of person I take advice in and I'll put it in. And if you, if you like, let's say you give me advice, I guarantee you, it might, it's not all going to be in what you said, but you're going to see something that you said. You're like, oh, okay, he did listen. So I love getting advice. I love taking advice, just like I love giving it. But I love taking it, especially when it's something that I'm brand new in. Um, but as a comfortability of my in myself, oh yeah, I was born to do this. I could speak in front of anybody. Okay, okay. I could speak, I could speak in front of anybody, and and it's crazy because I when I was younger, I was never like that. I was stage frightened. Mm-hmm. Now I can speak. Now I can speak in front of anybody. And this was before I even did the podcast. This has just come from teaching. Like, uh, if I can give a brief story, I used to work at a place. Uh, I used to work at this daycare. It was through a church. And they would have, like, chapels, and we would have events. We had, like, a dance. We had a play. We had all that, And we had parents and family there. I was always the first one up there talking. Mm. Talking. Talking. I, I was, I, I, when I, the school year first started there, I was nervous to do it. By the end of the school year, I was, I was jumping up. I was the first one. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I can talk in front of anybody. I have. I, I. You know what? I'm not good with because you know. Of course, you've seen I. I have my podcast for or no, not my podcast, but um, the podcast she was uh yeah uh bottle talk. Nah, yeah. that's the one I have with my cousin. Yeah. Um. It took me. It took me probably about five six episodes to get comfortable talking in front of a camera um i'm not comfortable with i'm not the type of guy and it seems like you are where you could sit in front of a camera or in front of a mic and just talk 
talk by yourself and just talk about your thoughts, how, what, what you're thinking about, and just you're comfortable doing that. I can't do that. Like, I could be in front of a camera by myself, but best believe somebody behind the camera is like, is like feeding me stuff and I'm talking about it on camera because like there's an interaction there. But like, I just can't get in front of a camera and just talk to nobody. You know what I'm saying? See, the best thing about me, how I learned how to do that, it's going to sound crazy as hell to people. Like, he's crazy. I talk to myself. Like, I have full blown conversations to my, with myself. I honestly think, see, like, that's crazy, <laughs> but it's not crazy. Because, <laughs> I, like, I, like, I literally have a full blown, dang, Michael, what, what we going, like, Michael, what was today? Like, yeah, today was crazy. Like, I have a full blown conversation by myself. And it just makes me, and I look at me, and like, if I'm in front of the camera, it's me and that camera. So I just feel like I'm talking to myself. So it's just so natural. I do need yeah. to work on my, I do need to work on my posture. And my facial expressions, because what I'm not talking is the problem. <laughs> mm. I'm like looking around and stuff like that. I gotta learn a proper etiquette of what to do with that. Wow! Like you'll see me looking around. Or you'll see me date. Like you'll see me my days out sometimes. Like and then I come back in. Like my I, I went on. One of my homies got a podcast called On the Low, and I went on there, you know, to promote my podcast um, or whatever. I wore a shade, so you couldn't really tell what was going on. So I think that might be the move for me. <laughs> okay. I think yeah. that was five. That's five. Hey man, that, that, that was deep questions, man. She got me thinking <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> First and foremost, I want to thank you for taking the time to even come on the show, man. Thank you for answering me back, man. I know you even though I know you will, you ain't that type of person, but just to take the time to come on the show. I know you got a a, a hectic schedule. Uh yeah, because it's me by myself with the kids tonight. I ain't got no help. The missus is out doing her Bob Vila stuff, or Bob the Builder. Uh, yeah, man. Nah, you know what, man? We cool. You know, I ain't, uh, you know, you always, you always my Malcolm. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, uh, <laughs> you guy. know, you know, it ain't like you fired me. <laughs> uh, I ain't fired. That schedule just got, that schedule got tight, boy. Yeah, it's man. Tight. I know how it is. I know how it is, that man. You know, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going, you know, I'm always pick up. Uh, my boy, but my no, boy. man. I'm thank, thank you for even thinking about me to even bring me on here. You know what I'm saying? Look, look my boy Jahai cut those six o'clock cut tops and hard, man. <laughs> Yo, because you know what though, I used to cut. You, you know, you remember me in the beginning, man. I used to cut seven to seven. I, I know, I remember. And then I That's went from I, nine to seven. And then I, what happened I, was, I, I, I'm, I love the grind. I love the work. So, you know, somebody, you know, I'm supposed to be done at seven. Somebody hit me up talking about yo, can I get in at seven? And I say, hey, yo, it's gonna be fifty. It ain't gonna be twenty. It ain't gonna be twenty five. You gotta pay double. And they say, word, I got you. And they, I'm staying. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I feel you. I, actually, I was there for one of them times. A, a guy, a guy to a hundred. I was there. I remember. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, yeah, I feel you, man. Hey, I work out of school now, so I get up at like four thirty Wednesday through Friday. So you know, we we we, we I gotta go check your schedule because you know you be it ain't and it's the thing though. Before we get out of here, <laughs> it's not even your schedule; it's the people because they leave nothing. <laughs> they leave the weirdest times for for haircuts now. Oh yeah, <laughs> man. It'd be like Wednesday at 10 a.m. Like, who's doing that? You know what I'm saying? It, even, it's even worse. It'd be, it'll be a, 
a Tuesday at one. I'm like, bruh, I work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And and those those Thursday for whatever reason, Thursday morning and Thursday after Thursday or Friday after four, people always go to lock them up first. That's how my week gets booked first. It, it goes it goes Thursday, Thursday nine through eleven, and then four to seven, they're gone because Thursday is my late night. And then Friday, they go right to Friday and they go four to six or three to six. Mm. Yeah. See, man, at this point, I'm just gonna have to just slide in. I'm just gonna have to get it while I get fitter. Cause you know, mm-hmm. man, right, right now I got some hair on my head, you know. It's, it's you know, <laughs> a twist on that. It's pretty long, but you know, I'm ready to cut it down. And you know, it's only one person that do my thing right, so we probably gonna be in contact soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I appreciate you for coming on, man. Any shout outs before we get out of here? Oh, uh, no, no shout outs, man. Well, shout out to you. Shout out to uh any person that's still uh that's still you know rocking with me. <laughs> Any any barber that ever worked for me, and whether we ended in good or bad terms, I'm, you know, I'm I'm a lot more mature <laughs> now. But you know, shout out to shout out to them, man, and you know, thank you, man. Thank you for having me on. No problem, man. Hey, man. First and foremost, I want to shout out to Jordan Downs, the guy who gave me the podcast. Shout out to Lightning Athletics. Shout out to Lightning Networks, where my podcast is posted at. Uh, every every time I post one, every Monday to this week was a little later. Had some technical difficulties. Um, shout out to my family, man. My kids, love my kids, man. Um, shout out to this podcast. Shout out to my team. I just built my team, man. And one more big shout out, Jihad. I love shouting these cats out, man. You know what this big shout out is, man. No. Shout out to the haters, man, because they always listen to me. <laughs> They always listen to me, man, you know? <laughs> I, just, I make sure I shout them out every show because they say they're not listening, but it's impossible because I get the please. <laughs> they say they're not listening, but they are. Jihad. No matter if you listen for one second or the whole hour, the play counts for me. Thank you. <laughs> hey, yo, Jihad, I appreciate you for coming on, man. Hey, man, anytime, man. All right, yo, and, thank you. And that wraps up another episode of Commission Corner where we always got your back. Jahai, your boy Malcolm, we out. We out. <laughs>